Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Marcus with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire is giving away a free digital tire pressure gauge and Firestone t-shirt to the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast. Go to marketing at axontire.com and they will send you a free tire pressure gauge and Firestone t-shirt. Uh, just send your details to marketingaxontire.com, and they'll send that out to you. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about, learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Man, I can't get the stuff coming out of my mouth this morning, Chip. How you doing? How you been, bro? Pretty good. <laughs> Casey, you've been doing good. I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been uh, super busy. It yeah. just seems like uh, drinking from a fire hose here. This market seems like it goes higher every day, which is... Yeah. Uh, you know, great news from a producer standpoint. Not so great if you're a uh, an end user of uh, corn, beans, or or wheat. But yep. uh, it's been a crazy, crazy month or two in these markets, and uh, probably not going to change anytime soon. Yeah, and that's uh, that kind of brings me to this point. Now, I've had you know earlier this week, I had you know another another podcast here with Sean Hackett when we were talking about some stuff, and and. I've been reading so many articles here of late about world food supply and and the stress that's being put on that, and there's just like hanging by a thread a type of, uh, of scenarios out there. You look at India with the rice and wheat situation out there where they've had some, some really big crops here over the last couple of years, and they're exporting a lot. Um, the U.S. wheat crop looks uh, as bad as it's ever been. Never It's never been this bad. Um, take a look at our ending stocks and where those are at and everything else in that this world supply of food is a uh, really a a big uh, a big problem that we're starting to kind of see boil to the surface here, and uh, we're we're one bad thing away from making it even worse, and then skyrocketing prices on top of that. So, Chip, as you take a look at what's going on around you, and you start looking at this the, the ending stocks, world ending stocks, what are some of your thoughts there? Yeah, I think that's a, a good point. There has been a lot of uh, press about this uh, looming um, you know food supply problem and it's 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 tightened up uh, the stocks of everything obviously this war 
uh, in Ukraine and, and kind of losing that uh, production. Not only do they have a, a bunch of old crop grain, um, you know, in storage within Ukraine, they can't get it out. Um, you know, the market's trying to figure out what are they going to plant as far as their spring acreage goes. It's hard to envision that they can, you know, I think in my mind, uh, getting half of their normal acreage planted would be a, a major victory. There's just so many hurdles they face. The first and foremost is access to fuel uh, and then dozens of other things on top of that. So this food security thing with the kind of the, 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 the loss of the Black Sea area and the Ukraine crop really has exaggerated that things were fairly tight to begin with you add the ukraine situation on and it and it tightens it up even more and and a lot of press and and honestly i think that's part of what uh has been driving this most recent uh rally you know we started the new quarter off here a couple weeks ago and and kind of in the midst of all that press about world food security and you know potential famines in in areas particularly uh north africa and, you know, I think that's brought a lot of money into commodities in general, but the grain market specifically, and that's kind of on the back of, um, you know, a lot of inflation talk. I think the last um, consumer price index was eight and a half percent increase. So that continues to run way hotter than expected. And I think this new quarter here, the last couple of weeks has thrown a lot of fresh money, um, you know, a, a lot of gasoline, so to speak, onto the fire that we already had started. And it's really extended this rally. And, you know, of course, now um, weather becomes an issue uh, again. It, it doesn't become, it continues to be an issue. Uh, it's been awful cold and, and rainy and a slow start to planting here. Uh, the world really needs a big uh, second crop corn um, uh, production out of Brazil. And they're starting to warm up and dry out just a little bit, a little bit early. And so uh, it just, you know, adds to the questions about, how fast can we build the world supply of feed grains and, and, and soybeans and, you know, the stuff we need? And, you know, on top of that, uh, can we get it where it needs to be? That's the, that's the next problem is, uh, you know, India's had some, uh, some decent crops. I think they have a large uh, amount of, of wheat, but, you know, getting that to where it needs to be uh, in, in the world, um, given the tight supply chain situation and, you know, it's it's really one problem after another that's kind of exaggerating things in here. Yep. All right. So on that same point, when you're talking about feed grains, and you start looking at that, um, cattle liquidations is a, is getting to be a bigger idea. That's starting to be a bigger situation across, especially with the drought situation that we see in the western half of the United States. As you look at the cattle market, what are your thoughts there? Hard not to get a really friendly. Uh, longer term and you know we, we've held our own I think a lot of people myself included uh, are surprised we haven't seen a bigger rally than what you already have uh, historically whenever you've seen and you've only seen it uh, literally one other time but when, when you see high corn prices it usually drags um, both cattle and feeders higher but I think what you've seen is you you haven't seen that so much you've seen feeders drop relative to fat cattle, and that's helped, um, you know, at least hold the margins. I'm not saying there's wild profitability out there for cattle feeders, but it's it's helped hold things together. Um, it, it's really hard not to get wildly bullish cattle. And now, it might take 18 to 24 months, but uh, eventually you're going to see the back end of this liquidation that you're talking about, 
We haven't really fixed the drought situation. There's maybe been some rain. Obviously, North Dakota is caught up on snow. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been some, uh, you know, some moisture, uh, you know, in the far northern plains like Montana, that area. But um, it's a bad situation. And, you know, I, I think I read the other day, don't quote me on this, lowest cow numbers uh, since 1958, I believe. And so that will eventually um, kind of tighten the supply up. And, and rally us. And the you know, only thing in my mind longer term is, can the, does the economy, as interest rates have gone up, does that and inflation on top of that, something has to give in the economy? And, mm -hmm. you know, does the economy slow down to help mute some of the potential bullishness uh, in the cattle market? That's my only concern. If we can hold together in the economy, you know, even if we contract uh, just a little bit, if we don't get into like a full recession or mm -hmm. or deep recession because of uh, higher interest rates and or inflation, then I think uh, the cattle market could be wildly bullish. And in 18 months, you're just going to see some of the tightest numbers that we've seen. As you liquidate the cows over the last 18 months, it's added to the beef supply, right? And so that's kind of been a weight on, um, you know, the total uh, uh, marketplace because, it increases the supply of beef in the short run. But now, as you slow that process down, the, the cattle are gone. If there's no grass, there's no feed. Uh, they've been uh, moved or sold, and, and that beef's on the market. And now you're probably uh, you know, in the process of starting to swing that pendulum, and you know, now it's just going to get tighter. And, and so you know, it's hard for me not to be wildly bullish uh, uh, cattle, the whole entire cattle complex, whether it's cow-calf, whether it's fat cattle, whether it's feeder cattle, I think that uh, that might be one of the uh, the things in 18 or 24 months we look back on, Casey, and say, wow, that uh, maybe started a little late compared to some of these other markets that we've seen, but I think it's got uh, tremendous upside potential, and it needs to. You know, I saw um, late yesterday afternoon with the with the rally that we've seen in corn you know, unfortunately, cattle feeders right now in, in parts of Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southern Plains paying $9 for corn. So, yeah. um, you know, that's definitely a, a crimp on the margins in the short run for these livestock producers. Uh, let's talk about hogs for a second. Hogs uh, continue to have a lot of volatility uh, within what's going on there. They'll have days where they'll have a, a big run up and cutouts will do great. And then the next day they'll lose it all. So there's a lot of volatility right now over in the hog market. So as you look at the hog market, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, hogs kind of, um, you know, relative to what we were talking about in cattle, hogs had a bigger rally uh, quicker than cattle. And so they're at levels here on the deferreds that uh, are, are really strong. We've never seen this early on that high of a level for, for summer uh, month hogs. Uh, the, the, the hog herd has not seen the expansion you would have expected with higher prices due to increasing construction costs and, and the inflation there. We've had some uh, some health issues in the herd. And so I would expect this summer things to, to still be really good. Uh, again, we're, we're fighting high-priced corn, fairly high-priced meal, and, and so the margins are getting shrunk just a little bit. And I think the one thing that has held us back here recently is, you know, like the, the April contracts going off the board here or went off the board, the June contract had such a premium, almost $20 at one point premium to the April, that now that's kind of held us back a little bit. We've got to kind of pause and catch our breath here and wait for 
uh, the cutout and, and the cash values to increase going into summer. And so that's causing some of this sloppy, you know, back and forth volatile trade. But, you know, I, I think once June, July comes and, and probably sooner, uh, if this cash market catches back on fire in the cutout, uh, you probably haven't seen the highs yet in, uh, in, in summer months. And, and unless you see a lot of expansion, you know, these winter, uh, you know, usually the third quarter or the fourth quarter is, is really poor for, for hog feeding margins. Yeah. You look out there in the October is usually the worst contract month. Um, but, you know, you look at where we're at, and I know you, you got to fight high corn prices, but, you know, my point is you get out into the fourth quarter and even first quarter of next year, we've got tremendous uh, levels out there. So, you know, from a, from a hog feeder standpoint, I think it's uh, an opportunity. Uh, again, whether you're a producer of grains or a, or a livestock producer, in my mind, the key is you, you got to have a plan. Uh, you know, we've seen massive amount of volatility. You got to have a plan and be willing to execute, put the time in. I, I know as we're getting ready to go to the field, try to plant this crop, uh, the markets sometimes become, you know, the last thing in the world we want to worry about. And obviously, livestock, uh, uh, you know, production is 24 7. There's no break there. And, um, you know, the, the markets and the business part. Of uh, of agriculture, oftentimes take a back seat, but you know it just you're looking at some really profitable levels out here um, for sure in grains. Uh, you know, hogs are offering a lot of uh, a profit. Cattle, not so much, but uh, I think that will come. And right now, you know, the thing that worries me a little bit, Casey, and you talk about this inflationary type push. There's there's going to be a backside to this at some point. We've talked about that. I don't know whether it's, you know, three months down the road or, or, or 18 or 24 months, but um, as rates go up and inflation kind of slows down, there will be a backside to this. And, and just there's almost windfall profits out here in the case of, of grain production, you know, for, for good, highly productive ground in uh, the heart of the Corn Belt. You're looking at four to $600 an acre profit potential uh, for corn and beans right now. That's unheard of. It's almost like windfall. It's almost too good to be true. And, and you know, oftentimes it is too good to be true. So, right. you know, the, the backside of this is what I fear. You know, whether that's a year from now, two years out, it's it's going to be bumpy. But right now there's just massive profitability on, on the row crop side especially. Yeah. This is very uh, reminiscent of about 2012, 2013 time frame. And you know, we all know what happened in 14, 15, 16, until about 20, you know, it's, there's a, a massive fall off, you know, after we, you know, after the big drought we had and, and what that looks like. So there's a, the plan part, like you talk about is so, so important. You mean, I think knowing what you're going to do on the way up is just as important as knowing what you do on the way down. For sure. Uh, absolutely. And, and how to manage that, how to lock uh, profitable levels in, but still maintain some you know, some upside potential and, and, uh, you know, it's, it seems like every day, uh, you, you wake up, check the markets. You're like, Oh, okay, great. Beans are up 12 corns up eight. Life's good. Uh, but you know, one of these days the, the, the shoe will drop, the other shoe will drop and it can be something we don't even know about. It could be related to the war. It could mm -hmm. be, you know, something in the financial markets, uh, something likely that we can't even uh, fathom right now could, you know, kind of cause the pendulum to swing back the other way. And, and then that whole psychological thing comes in, right? You're looking at 750 new crop corn and you're like, you know, corn's 
trading in a 15, 18 cents per day. That's average. That's just the noise is, is 15, 18 cents a day, low to high. When you put three of those days together, you take corn back to 690, and then the whole psychological thing starts like, uh-oh, did I miss the high? Should I have sold 750? Are we going to get back there? Are we going to nine? It's just a really tough game that you, you got to kind of think two and three steps ahead and put yourself in that situation. Say, it's great because it seems like corn's going up, right? Corn's going to nine, ten dollars. It's not going to stop, but it will correct at some point. And then you got to put yourself in that shoe and say, how am I going to feel in, in four days if December corn's at 690 and I, I passed up 755? Um, right. it, it's, it works on your brain. It's the whole psychological part of the market that a plan helps with. Uh, it doesn't take it away fully, but it definitely helps with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Chips, people working on that plan and they want to get a hold of you at Blue Reef and, and take advantage of, of your expertise and your team's expertise, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, best way is just call our office. Um, uh, our, our main office is in Morton, Illinois. Uh, 309-550-7213 is, uh, is that number, and I'd uh, be happy to chat with you. Right on. Well, Chip, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me back, Casey. Hopefully uh, we can uh, be a little more regular here, and uh, I, I can uh, stop drinking from a fire hose and <laughs> catch my breath a little bit here. Yeah, good luck with that one. So Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also LinkedIn. You can find all the latest editions on the Moving Iron Podcast there. Go to um, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and you'll see the videos that we do here also go to uh, movingironllc.com for everything moving iron related and all the information for the moving iron summit coming up in nashville tennessee uh check that out uh that will be september 6th 7th and 8th uh downtown hilton there and uh be a good gathering of people to talk about what's going on also a good list of speakers so if you're interested in that check that out you need some more information send me an email at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com and i will get back to you as soon as i can so with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's get smart, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. I'm